Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's time for Sports Buzz, WMUL's weekly sports talk show with a competitive twist. Four enter, but only one will leave as this week's champion of current sports topics. And now, here's this week's moderator. Good evening. Welcome into Sports Buzz. Andrew Rogers here to host this edition of Sports Buzz here on September 8th. Let's meet the four guys in the classroom studio to see who's going to battle out for us throughout these sports topics here. I'll go first. What's up? I'm Tyler. I'm here for my one appearance for the semester as I usually have something going on during this time. But here today, gone tomorrow, what can you do? I'm Christian Palmer. I I'm guess I'm, I'm never going to leave at this point. It's third straight sports buzz. Haven't won yet, though, so I'm going to try and change that tonight. Justin Zimmer uh, was on the 5.30 program, thought to be on the 6.30 program. And I'm Alex Jackson, the Sports Buzz debut. Let's see if we can come out with a W. An exciting week. Veterans and Zimmer and Palmer, Tyler's finally back with us, and Alex makes his debut. Tyler, I'm going to let you pick what topic we talk about first. So what are we talking about? And, I'll, and then I'll introduce it. Let's talk about literally anything except for baseball. So you can pick it. You're the host. You yeah, you're right. To do your job. We'll go to the NFL. We'll go. To, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. But I, I wanted to be kind because you're not here often. I don't care. Okay. We'll talk about Cowboys and Bucks. That's the Thursday night matchup here. Um, what are our thoughts on this first NFL game of the year? Who's going to win the football game? Take the Buccaneers, and I think it's going to be by a considerable margin. I just don't think that the Cowboys are going to be very good. Dak Prescott coming off an injury. It's, it's going to be tough for them. I think that it's really not going to look good, and I think the Buccaneers coming off a of Super Bowl. You got Tom Brady? Come on. Opening game of the season? Give me the Buccaneers big. Yeah, I completely disagree. Uh, <laughs> I think that the, the Cowboys are arguably the best offense, one of the best offenses in all of the league. Uh, literally everybody on that team has something to prove. Uh, Dak has been sidelined not only from injury but also a lot of mental health issues. And a lot of people clowned him for that when they really shouldn't have. But uh, he's got something to prove in the fact that he's the leader that we have always considered him to be. Zeke also uh, comes off of a little bit of everything. It's Zeke. He's out at least one game every year. So uh, big things to prove in not being considered the top option in the league anymore. Uh, I think that he's kind of yielded that title over the past couple years. He's no longer a clear consensus, even top three right now. So... You also have him to prove something. The line's always good. It's like the one thing that they never have to prove anything for. Uh, last year they did kind of suck, but they all said Ben DiNucci is the quarterback. So it was like, who are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Uh, C.D. Lamb coming in, new year, got to prove something. The whole receiving core. I mean, they're strong. Everything is strong, and the Bucks are gonna do that thing they always do, or any team that Brady's on is always gonna do, where they lose the first couple of games. Everybody thinks that Brady's washed, and then he's not a Super Bowl contender until the midseason, and then he romps. So while down the line, I think that the Bucks probably take this one the first week. Cowboys have so much more on the line to win. Plus, first game with full stand, full fans in the stands and everything else. We can hear you, too. But other than that, you're good. <laughs> I thought Andrew was talking to us, but he's good. Yeah, I, uh, 
I agree this will be a really close contest, and you made a good point there, Tyler, that I was going to harp on a little bit, how the Bucks did not start off last year too hot at all. They were 3-2 and two to start the season. It really took them a while to get everything going, but I don't know. I'm going to have to pick them to win this one. Obviously, they did get things going last year. They were gelling together perfectly. Brady's got all the weapons he could ever ask for. And one thing that's concerning me about the Cowboys this week is their offensive line is a little banged up. Zach Martin tested positive for COVID a couple days ago. He likely won't be playing. Uh, He's one of their best linemen there. I don't know that this is going to be a great game for Zeke, especially considering how powerful the Tampa Bay's defensive line is. That's, That's really one thing that helped lead them to a championship last year. Unless Dak just has an unbelievable comeback game, I think the Bucks take this one. Well, I have the score written down up here. I'm going to go with a Tampa Bay 31, Dallas 21. I think you, I think looking at this football game, I think Dallas has a lot. I think Dallas, you have a lot of concerns with Prescott you know, coming off the leg injury. I'm interested to see his mobility very early on in the ball game. And then talk about as, as Christian mentioned with the with the COVID situation in in the offensive line room. I think that's a very problematic thing for any team this year. I think COVID you're looking at that problem. So, considering that Tampa Bay brings back all their 22 starters, Dallas already has health problems. Give me a Tampa Bay 31-21 in this ball game. Yeah, and I think one thing that I was going to talk about. We talked about starting the season off rough last year. Another team that started the season off rough was the Cowboys with a healthy Dak Prescott. They were a mess, frankly. And coming back off an injury, they just weren't good. Okay, I, mean, I don't okay. know if they'll be good this year, but it's you got a bunch of pieces that haven't worked. Dude, and Dak made was the like the, the Super Bowl like favorite, the MVP favorite after like the first three what weeks if, of the season. What have they done? I what mean, have they done since well, Dak's been there? They had one playoff appearance. Yeah, well, Dak also got hurt, well, but he also was throwing like 500 yards a game and last they don't year. Win what has he done? I mean, he's been like probably the best offensive quarterback in the league whenever he's healthy. The, the division, he gets hurt and they lose. I mean, what do you expect? They were Tom one Brady and three with him for the Bucks year. next Thursday. They were one and three with him. They're going to win every game. Like, come on, one and three with him last year, and okay. they're in a crap but one division. and three where they were like he was throwing like 500 yards, three touchdowns, like every game. And Zeke was just not living up, so it's like you've got to fix it. But I'm saying like anybody loses their quarterback, they're not going to be as good as you thought they were going to be. Yeah, then I just feel like that they're in a rough division and they haven't been able to win the division. Well, it's only getting worse the division. I mean, well, that's like, the point. Like, though, is like here's the thing: if you're Dallas, like you if everyone's lose. healthy, do you not like auto win that division? No, and I don't think <laughs> it. They all listen. They all beat up on each other. Washington's gonna probably Washington, Philly, and New York. They're all gonna beat up in Dallas. They're all gonna beat up on each other. The winner you put of that division, four of the worst listen, teams listen. in football in the same division. Washington listen. is playing Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Mark my He's words. He's going to win eight games. Mark, mark my words on this: the winner of the division in the NFC East, and you can clip this, is going to have like eight wins. Oh yeah. That's all it takes to win the NFC East. And they're not going to beat Tampa Bay, the Cowboys, no. this weekend. They're not going to. No. I'm sorry. Okay. Tom Brady's got something to prove that he can win opening games. And you know what? We'll get to Tom Brady later on in the program. i got a prediction for him. Yikes. Looking forward to it, though. So we all took Tampa Bay, right? No. No? You like the Cowboys? Yeah, Thursday. I like the Cowboys. Sorry. I, sorry. I, I, I talked about the Cowboys for 20 A lot of years. They're not enough years. The Cowboys get many, one win towards winning eight. Okay. Right. They'll get the first one Thursday, Zim. We'll move on. We'll move on. That was only the first topic. All right. Um, hmm. Which team in the NFL will underachieve? And when I say underachieve, that means going into the year, high expectations, and they don't achieve those expectations. Try to make the point uh, fairly quick. One team, please. We'll start with Justin. Oh, I didn't have a chance to go to the board here. I'm going to go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> He's on the chalkboard. What board? 
chalkboard. He's got the blackboard me. over here. He's written writing stuff. You know me. this is radio, right? Yeah, I know. I just like to have the little notes. Like, right. I, don't, I don't have a little notepad with me. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I think that, you know, you kind of look at the offseason additions that they bring in. They bring in Matthew Stafford as kind of like the way to, well, maybe this can help the Jared Goff mobility problem we have. And now Goff's now in Detroit with uh, Dan Campbell. But I think you look at the Rams, I think they're, they're expected to be a wild-card team. I think they'll underperform because that NFC West is loaded. You have the you have the Seahawks in the division, most likely going to win. Most likely going to win the NFC West. You have the Arizona Cardinals, and you have the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are maybe a maybe, but I'm going to go with the Rams as underperforming. I think they they have playoff aspirations, but they're not going to get there because I think they have a lot of key pieces that they have, but I think they always get banged up by injuries. Well. I, I don't like that. But I was going to say the Rams, but for different reasons. Uh, Zimmer's saying that the Rams are maybe a wild card pick, but it, in actuality, the Vegas has them as like the top three team for Super Bowl odds right now. Uh, Matt Stafford, love him or hate him, the dude's throwing like 5K. Yeah, but the division's loaded, though. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that the Rams are going to be this like cakewalk of a team this year. I think that the Rams <laughs> will underachieve by being a wild card pick rather than underachieve by missing the playoffs and everything else. I think Stafford is still like a borderline MVP candidate with this team, but someone in the NFC West is going to win the Super Bowl. Like, straight up. Those four teams are some of the most powerful teams in all the league. I just don't see how any of them could best the other, and I don't think that it's worth picking the Rams right now if you're if you're a better or if you're anything else to do anything except not meet the expectations you're putting on them. That's with any team in that division. I think underachieving is all about expectation. And a team that I look at who has generally had pretty high expectations the last few years are the Saints. And I think the Saints are not going to be very good this year because the quarterback is a question mark. You talk about Jameis Winston. In his career, 121 touchdowns, 88 picks. He's a turnover machine. We all remember the 30-30 and season. And he's not a winner. He hasn't been a winner since college. A 28-42 and 42 record as a starter. And they have no other option at quarterback. You're going to throw Taysom Hill in there at quarterback? He, he's not really proven too much, at least to me. He's had a few solid games as a starter filling in for Drew Brees last year. But he, didn't, he wasn't able to win the preseason battle, I think, the Saints. Factoring in also, you know, Michael Thomas has been injured the last couple of years. Top receiver. I look to the Saints to be pretty disappointing, especially considering they've had a string of, you know, decent playoff runs the last few years. Yeah, my only argument to that might be I think some people might be expecting not as good as a year from the Saints. They're this over year, under win total. They were betting it at nine. Oh wow, higher higher than I expected. Yeah. So, so you think they hit the under there? I think they get the under. I think they get about seven. So third place in that division? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be good. Well, it no, depends because they, they do play some pretty tough opponents. I think uh, Tampa will will beat them a couple of times, I believe, and then I think they'll beat up on Atlanta. You know, they'll beat teams that they're supposed to, but then they'll lose a couple of close games as well. Are they expected to do anything? Like, I'm not trying to, like, well, dunk I think your point, they're, they're but I'm just betting, wondering. Their over-under on wins was bet starting that's at fair. nine. That's fair. That's, I, like, playoff wild-card team. I think they'll be under that. Okay. I'll let you have it then. I'll go ahead and give my team here. I think it's going to underachieve. And a little bit of it is because of news that's transpired this week. It's the Baltimore Ravens. And they also had an injury I think it was last week's preseason game. J.K. Dobbins out for the season. They also had Justice Hill suffer a season-ending knee injury. I realize he's the backup, and they still have Gus Edwards. And Gus has been solid as a backup in his first few years in the league, but he has only started about 25% of the games that he's played in, 
in his first three years. Started in 13, played in 43. So it's going to be something new for him to see if he can lead this Ravens rushing attack. And the Ravens have been recently one of the best rushing teams in the history of the NFL. You combine all the backs that they had together with Dobbins, Ingram. Obviously, Jackson is going to get you a ton of rushing yards himself as well. I'm just worried for this team if Edwards does not have a great season, I could see them really underachieving without a solid running game. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make the Lamar's a running back joke that everybody does, but everybody will recognize and realize that he has some room for improvement to grow in the passing game and if they aren't super effective at rushing the ball like they have been the past few seasons, I think they will regress some. I, I don't know. I guess if you want me to give you an actual team that Zimmer didn't pick, I will. Uh, well, I mean, it's like I, the, I just wanted to stop you in your tracks because I mean they were still a, a Super Bowl favorite, so it's weird to just say that. Well, they, otherwise they're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to win the division. I think there's an expectation they're going to win the division. They're not going to win the, that division. It's going to be Seattle. Well, that's fair. But uh, with that in mind, I think that a team and I, I just don't really buy into the Bucks this year. I just don't. Uh, they're bringing everyone back, though. Yeah, but they're old. Buying I mean, them to do what, though? I, I mean, it's what? like the expectation. Right now, they are the pinnacle Super Bowl favorite. They're over the Chiefs. They're over. Well, I disagree with that. Well, yeah, I do, too. That's why I'm saying this. I think that the Bucks are mid. I mean, it's like, do I, I don't even think that they're. Uh, I think that the, the NFC just got so much stronger this year, and the AFC as well, that, like, it's hard to even. I mean, you look at the NFC, like, your potential playoff teams here you got the bucks if they make it you've got the uh nfc north the packers definitely probably going to take it uh with aaron Rodgers. then you've got matt stafford and the rams is projected this is just purely off of projection i mean that's already three high-end quarterbacks in a battle and then you've also got to figure who you're playing against on the other side you got the chiefs you got the browns you got the steelers you got everyone else who do you want to pick from so I mean, Dallas could sneak in. Washington could do what they did last year and just win games, which no one expected them to do, but here they are. And it's all these weird combinations of things that I just don't think that uh, Tom Brady has got another win that deep, like run-the-table type of win anymore because you've got to factor into the fact that he is probably not going to be working from – like the wild card again he's probably gonna be working from one or two in the slot in terms of the the playoffs so it's gonna be hard for in my mind for him to just win out against teams that could sneak in late like if you have a second place cowboys team that comes into the playoffs they could knock off anybody well, same thing with anyone else but here's the thing though brady's in an easy division though just you have you, got it he's in an easy division here's well, in that said. division the falcons the falcons are an absolute dumpster fire right now and the Texans are awful too. Well, my point was saying Texans are in the that AFC South. They'll probably yeah. be the number one Panthers. seed. Panthers, Panthers are also Falcons, a and fire. the Saints are also in their division, correct? And I, I predict the Saints to be my underachiever. So, it, it, so Tyler, you've talked about the Bucks underachieving. They have I'm two teams. They have two teams in, the, in their division that are absolutely in the dumps. All right, right look, now. I just said that <laughs> I think the Bucks will be the top team in the NFC but that they can't handle it when it comes to the playoffs. I don't think that they're a clear Super Bowl favorite anymore, and that's underachieving if you're Tom Brady. We'll move on with that final point, and we'll flip it over to which team will overachieve. So what team is 
I don't know, projected to not make the playoffs or just have a down year, but it's going to surprise a lot of people and have a really solid year. We'll start with Christian Palmer on this topic. All right, guys, I'm going to give the answer you're expecting. And, and I don't even care this is a little bit of a homer take. It's true. Pretty much everybody in the national media has been riding off the Steelers, proclaiming, proclaiming the highest they will finish is third place. And I get why. You know, the season ended about as bad as it possibly could. But I just can't count this team out so quickly like everybody else is. They haven't had a losing season since 2003. Ben and Mike Tomlin have never in their entire NFL careers had a losing season. And the team is still really talented. They got beat by a good team really bad in the playoffs. But that doesn't mean they're really bad. And they added some pieces that I really like to this team that had the greatest start in franchise history. I think that Najee Harris is going to solve a lot of problems for this offense. I was watching the Hall of Fame game the first time that Najee suited up for the Steelers. He had two really good runs back-to-back. Then the Steelers ran a play action, and I had to stop myself and say to my dad I was watching the game with, the Steelers have the defense guessing run for the first time in about two and a half years. Everybody knew last year pretty much every play was going to be a short pass. Najee will change the game, make them a lot more unpredictable, and I think that was their main problem last year. I don't think this is a Super Bowl team, but I think they will make the playoffs once again. But isn't that expectation? Would you consider that to be overachieving making the playoffs for the Steelers? That's a good point, Alex. It, It is a good point. I guess maybe the national expectations have lowered for the team, but the team itself still has the ex- has those expectations, so it really just depends on who you're asking. Yeah, because I'd say if you asked a room full of people who watch football and you said, okay, the Steelers are going to make the playoffs this year, you'd be like, that sounds about right. Now, if you said they're going to win the Super Bowl, you did not say that you thought that they would. No, I, I don't think they will. I, I think it's going to be the Chiefs or the Bucks. Honestly, would be surprised if it's not a rematch between those two teams again. But I've seen so many people... Uh, with just really low projections with this team and making the playoffs would be higher than the consensus, I believe. Okay. My team that I'm going to go with actually I think has pretty high expectations, but I'm going to even hire those. Like when Nick Saban got hired at Alabama and he said, I know you have high expectations, hire them because we're going to have – I'm going to take the 49ers because I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. He said that he thought that the Rams would win the division. I don't think they will. I think the 49ers – Look, I understand that Trey Lance had the finger injury, but the floor with Jimmy Garoppolo was a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. Everybody got hurt on the team last year. I believe they played on that awful Jets field. A bunch of people tore their ACLs and stuff. It was a disaster. Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to get them in a position where they have a bunch of wins and they can win their division. But if Trey Lance comes in and he gets comfortable, I'm sure there will be a bumpy few games. I think that the ceiling is very high with Trey Lance. And I think that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, and they are going to play. Well, actually, I'll save that for our Super Bowl prediction. Um, Smart. Well, I'm going to go deep into the barracks because I'm a Lions fan. We know how to lose, and I know when a team looks like they're not going to lose. I'm not picking the Lions. The Lions suck, uh, and they're not going to be good. And it's going to be (laughs) fun to watch the Lions lose Zimmer, can we get that referenced from the Lions real quick? Yeah, Motor City Dan Campbell? Yeah. Oh, heck yes. I, I don't know. The Lions are just – I'm just leaving them out of conversation. They're not going to do anything. But uh, the team that I do think that's that's kind of sitting alongside of them, uh, I honestly am going with the Jags. 
Uh, oh, I think I don't care what you think Zimmerman. about Urban Meyer. Oh, Zimmer. <laughs> we're not talking about the coach. We're talking about the team. Urban Meyer is not quarterbacking for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It doesn't matter if he leaves tomorrow. The team's got to play the game. So Trevor Lawrence has got a lot of weapons. He's got LaVisca Chenault. He's got DJ Chark. He's got Marvin Jones. He's got an entire backfield. Really good players, too. James Robinson well. was a top 10 quarterback, a top 10 running back, excuse me, last year. Offensive line, they drafted for it. The Jaguars drafted better than anybody, in my mind, this year because obviously you picked the best guy on the board and then you had a chance to kind of do it again throughout the rest of the night because you've got your guy. The thing they were missing, Gardner Minshew was an undrafted like player. He wasn't really expected to do anything and he carried the team to some highs. Plus, COVID's over. You can go back to London where your real fans are and play against some fan, play in front of some fans, some actual fans. They want you in London. You get a game in London. Your hardest team that you play in the entire year really isn't even that difficult. It's like the Colts or something. I mean, it's like their schedule is pretty easy. I just don't see how they can screw it up. I think that they will. The, the expectations should be raised they, on Trevor Lawrence. What is the expectation? Oh. Five wins, six wins. Well, the expectation for Trevor Lawrence is like thirty touchdowns as a rookie. So it's like I think that. What are you expecting them to do? What I are, expect Trevor Lawrence to make the playoffs this year. Make the what? playoffs. Wait, wait, wait. Playoffs. Wait, 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 We're talking on. about winning some games. They went one and fifteen <laughs> last year. You can bring in all these rookie <laughs> players that you want. Wait, I'm going to tell you right second. now. We're not talking about so when a the team. Car- so when the Cardinals went from being the worst team in the league and draft- drafting Kyler Murray, the best player on the board, and within two years they're. Super Bowl favorites. You said this year. Okay, listen to me talk, man. They're Super the, Bowl the favorites. Bengals, the Cardinals. The Bengals. Hold on. The Bengals drafted Joe Burrow after being the worst team. Their expectation was that Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow was going to carry them pretty deep. You at least argued for a potential wild card spot, especially with the exp- expanded wild card. Anybody can get in now. It's like the team that usually is fighting for it is one of the teams over in uh, New York Giants land where some random team just gets squeaks in because it's the only thing you got left. So it's not hard to predict that Trevor Lawrence, who is a better – he's the best quarterback prospect since Peyton Manning. Andrew Luck? I mean, it's like uh, Andrew Luck retired, so he doesn't count anymore. But it's like Peyton Manning's been retired too. Yeah, but I'm saying Andrew – I didn't really think that Andrew Luck has done anything. So it's like the best quarterback prospect that's actually succeeded was Peyton Manning. But Lawrence – you could argue had more hype around him than any of those guys that have came since Peyton Manning. I would agree with that. So why can't we expect him to do something great as a rookie? Because, because he, the team sucks. Everything's Urban's in place. Get in Everything's in Urban's going to get just, in trouble. Well, I'm, gonna go, well, I'm not going to go with the Jaguars because that, that's going to be a disaster. Fest. Don't hate on other people's takes. <laughs> Give me yours. I'm not going uh, about hating on I'm just saying the opinion. I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, team in that division. I'm going to go with the Colts. Ah! <laughs> Go ahead. I, no, I don't, I don't care. Go ahead. I think here's the thing when you look at the Colts. They have a very good – they brought in Quiddy Payne on the DN. They're, they have a very talented running back core with Naheem Hines. New quarterback Carson Wentz. Last time Wentz and Reich were together, Philly won the Super Bowl. So I think you bring that pairing back together. Nick Foles carried them that Super Bowl, though. But Wentz did 14 of the games. Foles came in. Old, old St. Nick came in at the very end of – Old St. Nick came in at the end of the season. Here's the thing with – when you bring Wentz and Christmas. when you bring, <laughs> it's actually a good analogy there. <laughs> so now you bring Wentz and Reich back together. I think Wentz is going to have an MVP caliber season, and the Colts, instead of winning the Walker, they think they're going to win the division, the AFC South. I think they're going to overachieve. Good picks all around. Good picks all around. Um, let's stay in the NFL. We've got about three and a half minutes before we take our first break and kick someone off this program. Um, we kind of talked about our Super Bowl predictions. I don't want to go to that. I want to go MVP predictions. 
who is going to win most valuable player. And sometimes the award, um, I don't know, it can be, it's just a weird award, but who's going to be the best player in the NFL and have the best case for that award? Alex Jackson, you look eager, eager to start us off. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 46, whatever he is. Listen, here's the deal. They're going to win a lot of games, and he's going to have good numbers. The deal last year was, okay, they're not winning games. They were looking pretty rough this season. I think at this point, coming off a Super Bowl, you bring a lot of those guys back. I think they're going to be hungry, and I think he's going to have great numbers. He did it off a Super Bowl and won the 2017 MVP. So we've seen him do it before. He's heard people say that he's old for years. I think that Tom Brady is going to come out, and he's going to win another MVP, and it'll just be another accolade in his many uh, his large trophy case full of trophies mvps whatever you can think about being the greatest football player to ever play tom brady will be the mvp i'm gonna go josh allen of the, of the buffalo bills i think he had a very successful year last year he's still a young quarterback i think he's got a lot of de- i think they've done a lot of development with him in the offseason they obviously have a great trust in him they signed him to a massive six-year contract so i'm gonna get i'm gonna take josh allen i'm going with aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to win back-to-back MVP awards. The final dance is going to be glorious all the way up until they likely lose in the NFC Championship game again. But I think it's going to be Rodgers again. He had arguably the best season of his entire career last year, 48 touchdowns, only five interceptions. It seems like the Packers finally let him do a couple of albeit small things that he wanted to do, make a few additions to the offense, brought Randall Cobb back in. <laughs> but Ignore that. Andrew, Andrew might might want me to wrap up, so we'll go ahead and go to Tyler for his point. No, <laughs> you can keep going. I mean, uh, my – does no one like Patrick Mahomes? Been there, done that. Like, no. Did no one pick him? I mean, it's like, been there, done that. You picked Tom Brady. Like, he picked Tom Brady. He's, he's won it, like, so many times. Everybody, you're saying, okay, so I'm not going to pick Mahomes, even though I think that he's, like, well, I mean, he is the favorite. But uh, give me Justin Herbert. I'm picking crazy this oh, week, and I don't care because the NFL loves its narratives. Uh, the media runs the awards. So, I mean, it's like you love to see the narrative usually come out. Aaron Rodgers, it was he carried his team and he did all this stuff. And it was like, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is not really winning anything. It's just like this weird thing where Justin Herbert could do the same thing, where it's like, I feel like statistically he'll put up this crazy good season this year, go all the way into the playoffs, get knocked, and then just like the MVP from the past two or three years, win it, even though he didn't really make it. So that's what I got. All right, I meant for it to play that time because that's the end of the first segment here on Sports Buzz. We'll kick someone off. Good first segment so far, but we'll be back and someone will be gone. Hey kids, Ramey Tolliver here to show you how to concoct the perfect radio station in your very own dorm room. Alright, you want to start your week out right on Mondays with two tablespoons of blues. Then you'll need about three gallons of alternative to carry you from Monday nights to Thursday morning. Now you need a reinforced bowl to handle a healthy dash of street beat on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. Alright, now in order to relax at week's end, stir in a cup of jazz on Fridays. 
to a little extra zest, whip in some gospel, oldies, and The Rock on the weekends. Now, if that isn't enough for you, sprinkle award-winning news and sports as you please. WMUL is your perfect proportion dose of radio to keep you slim and trim throughout the year. WMUL has not been certified healthy by the Food and Drug Administration. But who cares? It's good radio. Marshall Football returns to the gridiron for its 2021 season under the leadership of new head coach Charles Huff. Wells will take the snap. He's looking downfield. Good pressure. He's got gains in the middle of the field. Grant Wells with his first career touchdown pass on a crossing route to Xavier Gaines. Catch all the exciting action on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network as we bring it all to you from the pregame program to the postgame wrap-up as the Thundering Herd aspire to return to the Conference USA Championship. The freshman Grant Wells chucks it to wide open. Xavier Gaines in stride. 30, 20, 10. Gaines can walk in for a 70-yard score. Marshall's football team plays its season opener on Saturday when it welcomes in NC Central for the first ever meeting between the two schools. Pre-game coverage starts at 5.30 with kickoff set for 6.30. It's Thundering Herd football on your award-winning home for Marshall Athletics coverage. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network right here on WMUL 88.1 FM. Award-winning coverage lives right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHM-LP Ravenswood, West Virginia. Back on Sports Buzz, Andrew Rogers with uh, Tyler Kennett, Alex Jackson, Christian Palmeray, and Justin Zimmer, but not for long because Justin Zimmer will be kicked off this program in the first 30 minutes. But he does have a rebuttal for something that happened on another radio program. So, Justin, fire away. You've got the the, the spot here for five, about 30 seconds. Well, I think you and I both have a rebuttal. Sure, we got to sit on another program, which we enjoy. And also, the sixth defensive lineman in the fantasy league is going to work. I'll just say that. They hated on Justin for picking four or five defensive linemen when you can simply only play one. And also <laughs> saying he's in our, in our Waffle House. The, the challenge for getting last place is Waffle House. Spending 24 hours yeah. there, and they hated on Justin because they said he has the worst team and will end up in the Waffle, Waffle House. House. I'm not going. For the amount of times I've heard that from Justin, I'd be rich. <laughs> Any other final thoughts, Justin? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. All right, Alex Jackson, Tyler Kennett, Christian Palmer left to debate oh, for the next 10 minutes or so until we cut it down to two members here. For this sports buzz, let's go to college football. Who was the most impressive FBS team in Alabama. week one? Alabama by a landslide. There was nobody who was even close. In the top ten, they played against my Miami Hurricanes, and it was a very unfortunate loss for us. But you want to talk about bringing a quarterback in? You go from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones and now to Bryce Young. He comes in and looks like he's been a three-year starter. It's absolutely insane. A lot of the talent they have out there. I like John Mechie. You know, there was there was a 94-yard touchdown. They had their defense was absolutely ridiculous. It Saban's done it again, and they're going to be one of the favorites to win the national championship. And I was not impressed by other members of the top ten. Number two, Oklahoma almost losing to Tulane. I, I thought oh, Iowa State struggled against Northern Iowa. So you have a lot of these teams that went out there and really didn't look so good, and Alabama just dominated on a national stage once again, so it's them. Yeah, I have to agree with Alex. Alabama has to be the most impressive team from week one, the best team. 
or excuse me, the number one team looked like they were head and shoulders above the rest of the competition once again to open up the season. And they lost so many really productive players from last year's team, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. But then what do they do? Come out and just drop 44 points in the season opener against a highly ranked Miami team as well. I I really, it's going to hard, be hard for me to pick anyone over Alabama. They just absolutely dominated this weekend. And as you mentioned, Alex, once again, another great quarterback has taken over for Alabama. Bryce Young looks like he is a Heisman hopeful as well. Andrew had to throw in FBS because my team was FCS school Presbyterian. Uh, if you tune, if you tune into like any like high school football news a couple years ago, there was this guy who plays like he's playing Madden where he, he never punts. He goes for two every single time and he onside kicks every kickoff. And he never does any anything defensive, I guess is what you could say. Uh, he got hired to a collegiate job at Presbyterian, and Presbyterian put up 80 points. Oh, wow. Uh, the team they played against was not very good. And they gave up 40 something. Yeah, they gave up 40. But I'm excited to watch that team, and that was what I was going to say. But I, I think my team is uh, Georgia. Uh, I think a lot of people expected uh, DJ uh, Uweongalele. I, I think that I'm doing that right. Yeah, you said uh, it pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, I think everyone kind of expected him to be incredible uh, coming out. You know, replacing Trevor Lawrence, bring back a lot of the team. So it's like, but you know, he had negative twenty-two rushing yards. The team didn't didn't really play very well. It's a defensive battle, ten to three, against Georgia. But Georgia wins. I don't think anyone really expected Georgia to win. And Georgia's now number two for most people. I think Alabama, Georgia. Uh, it was one of those top ten matchups that was pretty fun to watch, despite it being so low scoring. I'm just excited for the Bulldogs again because I just like watching Georgia football. JT Daniels wasn't great, but he could be better. I mean, he's still pretty accurate in his completions and whatnot. Uh, I don't even know. The, the score came off of what, like a pick or something? Like it wasn't – I don't even know where the – Yeah, it was a pick six. From. Correct. So it's yep. like it, – it was like a defensive play winning the football game is just fun to watch. So the fact that such an exciting quarterback for Clemson was just shut down by Georgia's defense – and such a usually offensively powerful team, especially in the first couple of weeks of the season, got just completely rocked. I mean, you only put up three points. Uh, is a pretty good statement for Georgia to open up the season. All right, let's go on here. And just a quick point here before – not point, but a quick pick here of a couple of top 25 matchups. So only two games featuring top 25 teams, that being Oregon against Ohio State 12, Oregon versus number three, Ohio State, and number 10, Iowa versus – Number nine, Iowa State. Who wins the Oregon-Ohio State matchup? Make the pick fairly quick. We'll start with Christian. I'm going with Oregon in this one. Ohio State's game against Minnesota was honestly really close, and Ohio State really got it going in the second half. C.J. Stroud had a tremendous performance in the second half, and if he doesn't start out the game with some nerves like he did in the season opener, I think Ohio State could win this one, but he definitely showed the ability to be able to be rattled, he certainly was at the beginning of last week's game. And just as I mentioned at the beginning of my point, with that game being so close against Minnesota, just a 14-point win for Ohio State, I think the Ducks have a great chance to win this one, and I'm going with them to do so. Yeah, uh, both of these teams kind of struggle in the first game. Uh, Fresno State almost takes it over Oregon. So it's like uh, for Oregon Ohio State, I – I think you just got to go with the team that put up more points in Ohio State because both these teams kind of 
almost lost. So I don't know if this – I think this one would be high scoring uh, for sure because, I mean, if you're letting lower quality teams put up pretty high numbers against you when you're expected to be a powerhouse team, uh, you can expect this one to go pretty deep. I think you get like 30, 40 points each, something nuts. But uh, Ohio State, I think they just squeeze it out. I'm going to take Ohio State by a pretty favorable margin, I'd say by at least three touchdowns, and here's why. I don't think Oregon's very good, and the reason I say that is because last year they won the Pac-12, good for them. They were 4-2, and two, and then they got destroyed by Iowa State in the bowl game, and their star potential Heisman front-running Kayvon Thibodeau is injured. He may play this weekend, he may not. He's coming off an ankle sprain, and their offense just hasn't looked very good. I think that the Ohio State receivers are ridiculous. I don't think Oregon can keep up with Ohio State. And I don't want to talk about the disrespect here to Minnesota because I think Minnesota is a very good team. I mean, they've got a lot of their players coming back. 2020 was kind of a wash for a lot of teams, but Minnesota has a lot of those players that were on the 2019 team that went 11-2, and and they were playing at home in an opener with fans. So I think it's expected for C.J. Stroud to come in and struggle a little bit. I think that was a pretty good win for Ohio State, a lot better than Fresno State. I'm going to take Ohio State by quite a bit because of their receiver talent and because of the questionable status of Kayvon Thibodeau. All right, quick pick here of uh, Iowa versus Iowa State bragging rights for the state of Iowa. I'm going to have to go with Iowa winning this one. They had a huge blowout win week one, put up 34 points on offense and gave up just six. And Iowa State somewhat struggled week one, beating Northern Iowa by just six points. So I have to go with Iowa. Yeah, I'll take Iowa as well because I think Iowa, you know, they've dominated this series over Iowa State. They lead it 45-22, to and they've won the last three, although they didn't play last year. And like uh, Christian said, Iowa dominated a, a team that a lot of people thought was going to be really good in Indiana. And Iowa State came out and struggled against their in-state brother northern iowa who is good in basketball but they're fcs in football so i think that it'll be iowa and they've they've taken control of the last few games in this series i'd say expect a, an iowa win um i'll go iowa state just for the sake of diversity uh i don't really think either of these teams is like extremely you know crazy good so it's like uh iowa state it was exciting i mean an in-state matchup is usually close no matter who it is i mean uh you've usually got some random fcs school that comes in with a vengeance against you if you're a pretty high level school in any sport uh west virginia playing literally anyone just look at the books so it's like it's uh one of those things where i could see iowa state trying to get it going here i mean you definitely probably went through the ringer in practice after a loss well a win like that excuse me where you almost lost to a team that you really shouldn't have even uh come close to but i was the last real shot of football that you have to prove yourself until big 12 play unlv they're gonna win so it's like you know the cyclones now have to do something before it gets into like one of one of the last good big 12 seasons so you you gotta call the big 12 team while it's still a powerhouse because it's not going to be for very long Uh, iowa state's probably gonna be the rainer uh the oklahoma whenever oklahoma leaves so all right, good talk there. Um, good picks. Uh, I agree with all of them, even though you pick different teams. Um, final point here in this segment before we kick someone off and take a break. We'll stay in college football. Is there any team that's on upset alert? You can say no, and you can say every ranked team is going to win, but last week, like, eight ranked teams lost, so it would be wise to pick someone who's on upset alert. What top 25 team 
should be on upset alert and will get upset. We'll start with Tyler on this one. Man, uh, this is one of these things where uh, I'm just kind of running through the list here if you give me a moment because uh, everyone else is doing it too. I just have the mic in front of my face while I'm doing it. I will say that, uh, man, all these teams look like they're going to be pretty solid. Uh, it's mostly looking at, like, Ohio State taking on Oregon. Uh, that's a pretty good matchup. But everybody else is playing some, like, pretty lackluster teams. Uh, Penn State's taking on Ball State. So it's like Florida playing against USF. It's like teams that you don't really expect to do anything. Uh, give me the Conference USA pick, Middle Tennessee over Virginia Tech, just for the sake of exciting team there's literally like they're playing against like the bums this week if you've got one throw it out there but i really just can't see anyone losing i know that it's like it never happens but never does anything so it's like never never happens give me arkansas to beat texas at razorback stadium you're kidding me you stole my pick because look texas you've got sark over there steve sarkeesian this is a classic Texas move to lose a game like this. I mean, they are only seven-point favorites against Arkansas, but their top 15 Arkansas is not ranked. Give me Arkansas uh, to win, and I'll give you an extra one here, an upset watch. Be on the lookout. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but be on the lookout for Appalachian State over Miami. I think that'll be closer than nine points. That's what the spread is. Yeah, Alex stole my upset. That's the one that I had as well, Arkansas. Beating number 15, Texas, Arkansas had a great offensive output last week, putting up 38 points against Rice. And they did a lot of it on the running, with with running the ball, excuse me. They had four rushing touchdowns. And that's, if you could dominate that area in the game, that is one huge thing that can contribute into getting an upset. So I'm going to have to go with Arkansas. Yeah, I was glad Alex brought up the App State pick because that's who I would have taken. App State, a good football team. Miami, eh, they are the U. They're never back. Same like same with Ouch. Texas. So that's always a fair pick. All right. And it does it for that segment. When we come back, we'll kick off one more panel member, and we'll have a head-to-head matchup in the final 15 minutes of Sports Buzz. Captain's log. Start at 696, the lure of our queen, 6640. During a scouting mission for Her Majesty's Royal Space Force, Ed and I have uncovered WMUL, a revolutionary source of good radio. Now we must bring this news back to our world to restore our people's hope and radio. Al, we have a problem. What is it, Ed? I've lost a signal. We can't hear WMUL anymore. How will we be able to prove our findings to our queen and her council? Calm down, Ulan. I've got an idea. Let's check out the primitive human internet. Aha! Ulan, pull up marshall.ubulu slash WMUL on your terminal. On it. Amazing. WMUL streams 24-7 online, so it's accessible from everywhere. And look, WMUL also covers news, sports, and original programming. Not just music. Just keep plug WMUL, Ulan. We've hit the motherland. Juwan. What are you doing? Chilling. Are you high again? What's it to you? 
why are you so high all the time? Like you don't have anything else better to do. Who said I was high? Then why are you acting like that? I'm listening to the sounds of 88.1. It gives me this natural high. You ought to listen since you always stressed out. Juwan, you straight tripping. But I guess I'll give the station a try since you're so uh, laid back over there. Besides, maybe the music might help me get my freak on. Well, all right. 88.1 WMUL. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Back on Sports Buzz, final 13 minutes or so on this edition on this Wednesday night. Tough decision here. We've had a good panel tonight. Justin Zimmer's already gone. Christian Palmer's going to join him this evening. I like what Alex Jackson's brought to the table in his debut. Not too many fellas can come on here and provide a good good effort here. So, Christian, I'm sorry. I've got to let you go here, but any final thoughts? I'm excited to watch these two argue for the last 15 minutes. It's been entertaining so far, so... Side to see who's crowned the winner It'll this week. It'll be about week. baseball, so. Well, only part of it. Only part of it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, Christian, thanks for your time. Baseball, though, it is. We'll start with baseball. We might work our way to the NFL, maybe back to college football. Who knows? <laughs> the NL East. Actually, no. I don't want to talk about the NL East. Let's talk about the NL West. The Giants and the Dodgers have been in a race pretty much all year. It's finally down to about a game that separates the two teams um, who wins that NL West title? Obviously, they're both going to make the playoffs, but winning the division is a little bit more, and it means more. So who wins that division? We'll start with Alex. I'm going to go with the Giants because they defeated the Dodgers in the last uh, matchup of the season, the regular season between these two teams, and I feel like they have the momentum right now. So I would say because of that, it is it is really close, like you said, but because of the Giants' head-to-head win over the Dodgers, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Giants to take the division here. Um, I don't know. Baseball is usually my struggle point, but I usually pull something out. So I, I got to go to the Dodgers, uh, one of my favorite teams to watch uh, for a reason. Uh, one of the most stacked bullpens that I've ever seen. It's names I recognize in terms of that. It's pretty through the roof. Uh, a lot of players are crazy good offensively for the Dodgers as well. I just don't see the Dodgers letting it up this late. Both teams are great, and I think it's going to be a battle later on, but I just can't see the Dodgers letting it up I know that they've already like lost most of the season series but uh in terms of longevity I just think that the Dodgers will go longer in the season regardless of who wins are we ready to move on already okay cool um let's go to a fun topic the race for the number one overall pick the Diamondbacks and the Orioles are two of the worst best baseball teams right now they're battling for that number one pick the pirates are involved in the race as well but they're too far back i think who gets it though arizona or baltimore i'm gonna take baltimore i i think that baltimore has not had a lot of success the past however many seasons the diamondbacks were actually pretty decent a few years ago so i think the culture of losing is is in baltimore and I mean, why not finish it off? Get that number one overall pick. I mean, the Pirates have been doing it for a long time, so the Orioles might as well uh, join there. Dude, I've, I can't not talk about Baltimore. It's my team. So, like, I don't care what you want to hear. The Diamondbacks suck because they suck. The Baltimore Orioles suck on purpose. So what you need 
is to realize that the Orioles have the best farm, in my opinion, just out there. Uh, everybody's great. They're holding back players that should probably already be playing for the sake of getting some more. It's the strategy, and I love it, and I like watching losing baseball, and that's why I like the Baltimore Orioles. So I just have to agree with you. There's no argument. Just a fun topic to throw in there. We always like talking about the number one pick. Hmm. Back to college football. Most impressive team in week one. Who impressed both of you the most? We'll start with Tyler here. Doesn't have to be a top 25 team, but it can't be Presbyterian. Yeah, it can't be Presbyterian because I'm right. Because that's there. He threw 500 yards and 10 touchdowns, and you're saying that's not impressive. I don't care. Uh, well, you already asked me. I said Georgia last time, so I guess you want me to pick someone else. I mean, if Georgia's um, your most impressive team, roll with it. But if there's really. another team on the on the end of the I mean, tongue, there is it is it weird? I don't watch a lot of college football, as most people who know me know. So uh, know me know doesn't sound right, but it's right. But uh, so I, it's going to be stupid for me to pick this, but I'll die on the hill. I think that Marshall blew me away uh, because I don't I didn't have any expectations for this team. I'll be completely honest. Uh, new coach. You lose most of your star talent to the NFL, uh, practice squad or not. Players left early that you didn't expect to leave. Had some weird drama in the offseason where a lot of guys just up and left because of the, because of the coaching change. They didn't like who came in. But uh, Coach Huff seems to be just better than what a lot of people expected. Uh, and the reason I say that is not because people expected him to be bad, but I think that in, in general in college football when you get a new coach – it's not really like the NFL where you're kind of stuck with the team. A lot of guys have the choice to leave. They weren't recruited by Coach Huff. They weren't recruited by anyone except for Doc Holliday. So you lose him, you might lose a few players, and it happened. And I think that he's done a great job of just rebuilding instantly. Uh, the team looks pretty solid. I mean, I know you're playing against like lower-level schools right now. You're playing against NC Central this week, so you don't really have a real test. But that's mid-major football. You're never going to have like a real test because the way the system works is you're never really going to go much higher than a bowl game. So that's your that's your end goal. And I think that Marshall was on the way. Offense looked pretty good. Defense looked great. Eli Neal was a monster. Uh, has more sacks in a game than he had all season last year. So it's like players are stepping up, filling the roles. Rasheen Ali is awesome. Uh, I mean, he barely ran the ball down the field, but he had four touchdowns, so you can't, like, ignore it. So, I don't know. I'm just really excited to actually watch a few games this year. I'm going to do something different here. I, I talked about how I was impressed by Alabama, but I'm going to give you four teams that impressed me, two that lost and two that won. One team that lost but was impressive was Florida State. They lost to Notre Dame, but they looked much improved. They have been a mess. I, I'm a Miami fan, so I've seen Florida State's downfall, and they have been horrible. They looked really good against Notre Dame in that loss. And now on the other side of the coin, Washington lost, and they looked really bad against Montana. And I was impressed by that for probably the wrong reasons. But if you want me to give you a team that won and I was impressed by, how about Virginia Tech over North Carolina? We had uh, Tyler trying to bash North Carolina, but they were a preseason top 10 team with a perennial Heisman favorite, Sam Howe. And Virginia Tech went, again, coming off a bad season. They open up and take out the Tar Heels. College football's preseason rankings never work, and it always falls through in week one. I don't care who people pick. But North Carolina was in the Orange Bowl last year. They yeah, were good. I don't care. And they had a lot of those guys come back. Sam Howell, Heisman favorite, coming uh, in. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's preseason very— Preseason rankings, though. It's very, very common to see everything just fall through. I mean, Clemson put up three points after being probably the most high-powered offense in his program's history. So it's like you lose everybody, but they yeah, still but they expect lost the, you to be they good. Lost the I great, understand. I understand. Um, but, and also, Virginia Tech— 
were bad. They were really bad yeah, last year. Bad. So most of the time, when the team's bad, you expect them to be bad again, especially when they have the same head coach. So I yeah. was impressed by that. And probably another team that I was impressed with would have to be UCLA. They come in and beat LSU. Chip Kelly. They have been a mess under Chip Kelly since he got there. But I'll tell you what. They look good this year. They had that week one win over Hawaii, and they finally beat a ranked team. Actually, they beat Washington State in 2019, which was a ranked win, but they uh, defeat LSU here, and they finally look like that Chip Kelly's got a Pac-12 power like he did at Oregon here at UCLA, so I was impressed by them as well. Good debate, good debate. All right, five, about five minutes left here, and we'll, we'll spend it predicting the Super Bowl. Who gets there from each conference, and who wins that thing? We'll start with Tyler. No, we'll start with Alex. Tyler started the other one. Okay, so I kind of spoiled this before. I think the AFC winner is going to be the Chiefs. I think they're going to keep getting back to the Super Bowl. We have Patrick Mahomes. I like him a lot. Um, and then you look at the talent, Tyreek Hill, they've uh, Travis Kelsey. they just got a lot of pieces, and I think they're just going to keep getting back to the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be a rematch, not of last year's Super Bowl, but I think it's going to be a rematch of the 2019-20 Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the 49ers because I think the 49ers like I said they got all those players coming back they are making a run for the Super Bowl I'm going to have Chiefs 49ers I I just want to point out that when I was talking about Trevor Lawrence it was this big thing of like he's a rookie he's not going to be good we can kind of expect Trey Lance to take over Garoppolo and if you don't agree that's fine but it's been the talk for pretty much the entire time since he's been drafted they wouldn't have pent spent a top level pick on Trey Lance if they didn't expect him to take the job eventually so I just wonder why your reasoning behind the pieces around him are a lot better than what Jacksonville has I I kind of disagree to be honest (laughs) uh the running back situation is is debatable at best uh the line stayed the defense is a lot better I'll give you that but like I mean Raheem Mostert's your running back your best receiver option is Brandon Ayuk. I mean, it's like, you could give the argument to other people, but it's like, Ayuk is like the young guy that's going to be taking the job eventually. I just don't understand why a guy who's in a completely separate tier than a prospect drafted in the same draft is going to potentially, because Garoppolo couldn't do it last year. He got hurt. A lot of... But it's like, do you think he could do it this year? And it's like, if not, then why is Trey Lance a better option than... A lot of football is about the franchise. And let's be honest, the Jaguars have been a terrible franchise forever. And the 49ers were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They have a lot of the same pieces back. But they were bad before that. It's not like... it's not a. But they were just in the Super Bowl, and they have Kyle Shanahan. I think everybody can acknowledge that Kyle Shanahan can coach. I mean, they were bad last year because of all the injuries. And if Trey Lance isn't ready, Garoppolo showed you that he can get there. Keep in Trev- mind yeah. too. Keep in mind too about San Francisco. They had like six different running backs last year, and they all seemed to do fine. Like Mostert yeah, got hurt, I mean, and then Jamichael Hasty came out. The depth that's a chart lot right now is Mostert's pretty Mostert good. I mean, he Sermon. had a pretty Trey good. Sermon's not played a game in the NFL. Your quarterback depth chart is a guy who literally just sat out the entire season, and a dude who wasn't even a top three quarterback in the draft until like two days ago. Your your because argument for Jacksonville was that they have they I drafted. I'm not saying tra- I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is going to the freaking Super Bowl. I'm saying that Trey Lance. Okay, I'm just yeah. <laughs> saying that like Trey Lance is not even considered like a top three, top two quarterback. I mean, it was Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance somehow jumped over him, but I just don't understand why guys like I don't know Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, these guys who are young, two or three years out of college, are not on your radar for making it all the way in. But a guy like Trey Lance is just going to hop was in, Mahomes? and it's like. I mean, was Mahomes anything? It's like one of those things where he's just such an anomaly. Did you expect Tom Brady to get through? No, but you're picking him to be on the other side of it. So it's like it's usually one of those things where 
you know, Brady's going to win MVP, but we didn't expect him to do anything because he was like this weird dude out of college. But that's happened, what, once? It's not like every single year that the guy just randomly comes out of college. Well, that's if they pick Trey Lance. But also you have to factor in they have a guy. Okay, well, I, I just don't I, – I don't even think the 49ers – I mean, I could argue that I don't think the 49ers will make it to the playoffs. But that's purely because that division is so stacked that they're fighting for a wild card. The 49ers are not winning that division. And I you disagree. Could, I mean, okay, that's fine. Uh I'm going crazy dark horsey because I don't like picking Brady. I don't like picking Mahomes. And 49ers, at least it's a fun pick, and it's fun to talk about. Uh, I'll say for the AFC, I've, I'm just going to go weird. I'm going the Browns. The Browns had a lot going last year, and this year you bring everybody back, and you bring in some new weapons on the defense, strengthen the line a little bit, and you've got a team. Uh, Chubb and Hunt is the best duo in – all of football from the running back position. The receivers are good, and people just consider them to be washes if they don't have Odell and Jarvis Landry. So it's like they've got a, they've got the pieces, and they were running last year, just ran into a wall. So I think that they can make it over. NFC, give me the Cardinals. Okay, so I have a problem with that because, you know, you you disrespected my 49ers pick yeah, and pick a couple of teams to get to the Super Bowl that have not proven anything. Yeah, but have the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are you. Garoppolo the made the Super Bowl two from, years like, ago. The number two pick in the draft to the Super that Bowl. That roster made the year. Super Bowl. There were a couple of plays from winning it two years that. ago. So did the Seahawks and the, or like the Falcons. But you picked the, the Browns Bowl, and, and the, the next Cardinals. year they were one of the worst teams in the entire have, have league. Have the Cardinals even made the playoffs with back. Kyler Murray yet? But has Kyler Murray not proven himself to be a perennial MVP candidate? Garoppolo when made the Hopkins Super Bowl. Best running back or the best receiver in the entire league. We'll cut it off there. I like the debate. I mean, we could go till eight o'clock. I mean, we're stopping at. I got a fantasy football draft at nine, so I got to get home. He's got to pick Jimmy Garoppolo first overall. It's seven thirty. We'll declare a winner. The winner this week's. Listen, Alex Jackson performed well in his debut. I'm going to give Alex Jackson Tyler. It's nothing you did, but Alex Jackson came on and he said, "I'm going to set the tone from the start," and he did a pretty good job. So I'm going to give Alex Jackson the victory here in uh, his first sports buzz. Any final comments? Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Tyler. We had a good debate. It was nothing personal. It's just out here debating. We're just scrapping, having fun. And I appreciate you bringing me on, Andrew. Uh, it was a good time. I hope to be back again. So uh, you yeah, have to I defend do. your win. I, okay. So next Wednesday, put All it in your right. calendar. All right. All right. That does it for Sports Buzz for Alex Jackson, the winner. Tyler Kennett, Christian Palmer, Justin Zimmer. I'm Andrew Rogers. Join us again next week. <laughs>